Yes. Today's episode is sponsored by Nerd Wallet Smart Money Podcast. Get your head in the financial game with smart investing and budgeting tips straight from the nerds. Nerd Wallet's experts will set future you up for success with dependable, fact-based insights. No financial misinformation allowed. Learn how to save on your summer vacation, find your next credit card, or loan for a big purchase, and invest in your next index fund. Make smarter decisions in 2024. Follow Nerd Wallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Dom Giordano on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Dom time. Great calls. Great stuff today. Uh, Neil, of course, uh, stuff to watch over this next uh, 24 hours or so. Tim Scott, all right, who, look, uh, we had Tim Scott on once. He was much better here, much more down-to-earth relatable than in those debates and on the campaign trail. He was kind of ponderous, but... He's somebody you got to consider as a VP choice. He's traveling with President Trump, and it looks like in New Hampshire, you know, they'll use it for New Hampshire, and then, of course, he'll travel with them in South Carolina, will be endorsing President Trump over Nikki Haley. Now, Haley is the one that appointed him. He was a congressman, if you remember, to the U.S. Senate when an opening came up. I forget who it was in South Carolina, and she was governor. So um, if I had to handicap it now, the where it stands, the polling is all over the place. But it looks to me almost certainly that Nikki Haley will not, not win New Hampshire. Nor will President Trump beat her by double digits. So we'll know more Monday as things start to settle in. Will she be within a couple of points, which sort of gives her a story to tell to continue to move forward? Will she be 8, 9, 10 points, something, 8, 9 away, which is not much of a story. The state was made for her. This is where John McCain won overwhelmingly. You know the story. Democrats, independents, New Hampshire, they don't want to vote like Iowa, all the stuff that rolls into it. So that could happen, but it's not going to be enough. And you're starting to see more and more big-name endorsements. There's almost no one yet who hasn't endorsed Trump. Would he go with Tim Scott as a VP choice? I don't see it. All the indicators of what Trump talks about endlessly, behind the scenes, etc., appear to be a female. But you never know. I mean, his final destination, zigging and zagging, that he ends up at is very hard to predict, more so than most people. But uh, Tim Scott's definitely somewhere in there. And it will be interesting to see what he says and how he endorses. Now, I wanted to play one other thing before we take uh, more of your calls. This uh, DEI stuff. We played you yesterday. The new head coach of the New England Patriots says, yeah, I see race. You got to see race to stop racism. Wow. Just uh, uh, a nervous tick here of this DEI stuff. But it is under fire, and it is withdrawing. There are two areas, though, where diversity equity and inclusion, so-called all these things, reverse racism, 
looking at this stuff worse than keeping your eye on the ball are very, very dangerous. One is air travel. There's been a lot of stuff on this. The other is medical practice. I mean, could there be anything more important to just focus on that one thing? All right? Uh, this is, uh, this well, is the... I Googled it, actually. <laughs> Thank you. That is the woman who was the air traffic controller lecturing to this 15-year-or-so veteran pilot who was coming in for a landing about she Googled something, and that was it. Now, I've been trying to follow to see if she's been fired yet or reassigned to sweeping up the runways, but it was ludicrous. So here is, though, the Milford Regional Medical Center. They announced a new policy. They can deny care to you if you use unwelcome words, such as microaggressions related to race and gender. Now, we're not talking about somebody who go, yo, sir, calm down here. You know, you can't be screaming this stuff. It's racist. It's whatever. That's a microaggression. Yes. We're talking talk about things that you wouldn't even know, or you might be, uh, you know, I'm, uh, I just got uh, injured here. Dom Giordano threw a pass that was too hard and broke my finger, and uh, I want this dealt with. And they're saying, okay, uh, how many times have you said, and we have a whole list of words here that are involved, and they can't explain themselves. They get very nervous, but we know exactly what they're doing. Here's their spokesperson telling us what the rules will be, even if you're just trying to get medical treatment. Our patient and visitor code of conduct helps us meet this goal. Words or actions that are disrespectful, racist, discriminatory, hostile, or harassing are not welcome and will not be tolerated. Examples of these include offensive comments about others' race, ethnicity, accent, religion, gender, sexual orientation, or other personal traits, refusal to see a clinician or other staff member based on these personal traits, aggressive or intimidating behavior, physical or verbal threats and assaults, sexual or vulgar words or actions, and disrupting another patient's care or experience. Please recognize that body language and tone of voice are also important parts of communication. If we believe you have violated our code with unwelcome words or actions, you will be given a chance to explain your point of view. We will always carefully consider your response before we make any decisions about future care at Milford Regional. Know that we also have a similar code of conduct in place for our staff and providers. My God, and that uh, cartoonish, you know, they're welcome. Oh, come on in. Now, on the surface, that seems to be common sense in the big picture of it. It's always in the details. It's, it's always, and when they give you that many details and drill down to it, literally anything could be, would you like to renounce that statement before I fix your broken arm? We'll give you a chance to do that then. So it, it's all in what they do but they're sending a message here virtue signaling of the highest order why is there a need for this why all of a sudden do we have people no people haven't changed in fact they've gotten better at not making comments that clearly you know you could say are racist or sexist or whatever it's so subjective though yes but well i'm saying uh, i don't think people are blurting out stuff before no at all. I'll give, you a, I'll give you an that. example of what you're talking about. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> from, from the world of real housewives, you want that? Yeah. 
in Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, there's a big debate going on because a character by the name of Dory, I actually have the audio here, uh, Garcelle, another character, she's a black woman, um, she, they're having a discussion, and this happens, Dom, and listen to the word that is ve- allegedly very offensive, and the internet has debated whether or not this term should be banned from use. Take a listen. Good time, you guys. This was not if you have to say direct- it like that, we're not having a good time. I'm saying that because you just attacked me. I did not attack you. Calm down. Calm down. Calm down. It I did not attack like you. like that was a This girl, Dorit, lives in a bit of a bubble. Just triggers me. We live in a world now. We're aware. We're woke. Whatever you want to say. And I feel like she's not in that world. So the word attacked is what the, uh, the oh, debate is Oh, okay. All right. That's okay. So, yeah, when they announce this all, they're clearly trying to put themselves on the map. They're clearly virtue signaling. And when they talk about microaggressions, that term by itself means it's not something the average person would say in their code of conduct. Wow, this is out of bounds. It's something uh, very debatable or something you wouldn't know. They're going to, in the middle of medical care, the bottom line is that... um, It's about taking your eye off the ball. So I would not go to Milford Regional Medical Center because I don't believe their eye. I want 100%. If I'm the New England Patriots and I'm a fan of theirs, this guy doesn't have his eye on the ball. You want someone who knows nothing else. I I remember Dick Vermeil when he was coaching the Eagles, Dan, his second, third year. He was fanatic, and it's what you want in a coach. They were down at then Vet Stadium. And fireworks were going off. This was in preseason. And Vermeil said, what the hell is going on here? It was July 4th. That's what you want in a football coach, though. <laughs> you know, my favorite Dick Vermeil line, he had a guy who was like a second or third round draft pick, a running back who was not, you know, fully picking up stuff and didn't appear to be going all out. Planes fly over there. It's near the airport. He grabs a guy by the um, helmet. Uh, the chin strap or something, has them look up at the plane and saying, you're going to be on that this afternoon if you don't start paying attention. You're not allowed to do that anymore, I guess. <laughs> but imagine he wasn't fully aware of July 4th going on. This guy will be aware of every microaggression. How can you keep your eye on the ball? It's fanatical to win and succeed in the NFL. And when we're dealing with pilots, and this pe- this woman, as he's approaching it, lecturing him on the terminology to use, and she Googled it. There are areas where we get enraged. Well, I Googled it, actually. Yeah. It's silly. Some of it is silly. It really, we just don't like it. Yesterday we talked about various words and all. But when it's medical, when it's uh, something that's life and death, landing a plane, or coaching the Philadelphia Eagles, well, then we do have certain limits. And uh, Kraft did not say that at the news conference. He said, oh, I don't look at color. I wouldn't have hired this. I hired the person who I think is going to do the best job to do one thing, and that's win. All right, you also had something from uh, Joyless Joy Behar. Oh, yeah, you want that? Yeah. Uh, let me grab that back up. Here it is. Uh, she's talking. They're, they're talking about Nikki Haley on the panel today, okay. whether or not she's an existential threat. I have to agree, though, that she would not be an existential threat. I don't think that she would destroy the democracy that we've enjoyed for all these many years. And he would. People need to remember that. Yeah. Endorsement. From First Joy of Bayer. all, 
what democracy, we're a republic, how many times do we have to go down this path? But you can tell the ladies on The View are ratcheting up beyond belief. Now, I think, Dan, that would be pay-per-view. If you had Trump on with the ladies of The oh, View. Oh, please. It would be amazing. That's, that would be $50. I pay 50 bucks to watch that. Yeah. With Bill O'Reilly coaching them up in the back room. They see O'Reilly back there, too. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's go to Alan in Hamilton. Alan, you're on Talk Radio 1210. Afternoon. Alan, what do you have today? Uh, a song by the Volcanoes, Storm Warning. All right, so your song title, Storm Warning. That's a good one, yeah. All right, that's a good one. I don't know that group. Do you, Dan, the Volcanoes? No, I'm not. Right. Oh, are okay. they you up? Oh, Philly Soul, okay. Aren't they, ah, they might be a local let's hear group. a little bit of that. I'm digging it. All right, good choice. All right, but right now, the real musical treat of the day, every day around this time, it's time for... It's the Money Melody! All right, today we're playing for that digital movie download from Next Goal Wins. Michael Fassbender stars in this hilarious and heartwarming feel-good underdog comedy based on a true story by Academy Award-winning filmmaker Taikai Watiti. All right, close. Got it. We got Uh, it. Score big by adding Next Goal Wins to your movie collection today. Buy it now on digital and own it on Blu-ray February 27th. Yeah, so Dom, you would think I'd pick a weather-related song. Okay. Uh, uh, but no, not today. Not related to the side question. It's actually related to our last guest, Neil Zorin. He's over the weekend. I want everybody to watch something that I've been trying to promote. And not not like uh, like trying to get paid to promote it, but I, I just love the film so much, Dom. And I love one of the actors in the film. And, and Neil didn't mention him, so I thought maybe we'd have him singing a song today. So, Dom, who is this... Uh, Someone who should be winning some awards uh, in the world of Hollywood, singing a great song, uh, covering the song. Dom, we want to know who it is covering today's song. Let me cue that up. I still have Storm Warning going there. Uh, where is that at? And here is your clue. Hello, it's me. I thought about us for a long, long time. Maybe. I think too much, but something's wrong. Not bad, right? There's something here. I hear a little bit more. Yeah, I wouldn't say it's bad. Almost anybody, I, I think, could sing this song, really. <laughs> it's not, that, not nothing not that, anything song. that demands, you know, that real stylish twist or anything. All right, so we're looking for who's covering that song. Nerds. Today's episode is sponsored by Nerd Wallet Smart Money Podcast. Get your head in the financial game with smart investing and budgeting tips straight from the nerds. Nerd Wallet's experts will set future you up for success with dependable, fact-based insights. No financial misinformation allowed. Learn how to save on your summer vacation, find your next credit card, or loan for a big purchase, and invest in your next index fund. Make smarter decisions in 2024. Follow Nerd Wallet Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here 
on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. It's better over here. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. A left 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. It's the Money Melody. Show me the money. All right, Don Giordano's show. A lot of stuff uh, breaking. I'll give you in just a moment here in a snow-filled day. But Dom's Money Melody first. Here's the clue. Who's covering this famous song? Or seeing anything as much as I do you I take for granted that you're always there uh, Let's go to Martin in Horsham on Talk Radio 1210. All right, Mar- Martin, excuse me. Who's covering that song, Martin? Well, hopefully I'm right here. This is a 100% guess based solely on the voice. I think this guy's a brilliant actor, so I'm hoping it's him. It's Paul Giamatti. Wow, that is wow. great detective Good job, Martin. Hey, I agree. He is a very, uh, what would you say Giamatti's best role is, Martin? Uh, you know, funny you say that. Now I'm thinking he was great, actually, in duets, which I, I think there's a flashback there where he's, you know, doing some uh, karaoke. Uh, but I don't, where this everything is from. he does is, is fantastic. Is it really? Yeah, it's awesome, Martin. <laughs> well, that in I ages? would agree, um, but I really like him in John Adams, that HBO thing, particularly when, yeah, he, tells, no question. when he tells his son, Sir, I renounce you. Yes. <laughs> Kicking the uh, son he, out he of the just, family. He is uh, brilliant in everything he does. Absolutely. Martin, enjoy. Nice work. I didn't think anyone would yeah, get that. Great. Uh, that that is a real stretch. check out the holdovers on Peacock. Yeah. Uh, I, I really yeah. think he's going to be all over the Oscar scene this year. Yeah, yeah. really good. good I have that there. on the list. I don't know about going with Peacock, but we have several breaking news, Dan. We'll, we'll get to the Jersey one in a moment. We're trying to get him on. He is going to be on at two thirty. Ah, okay. Mike Testa, Senator Mike Testa, the man who really pushed it back in New Jersey. Maybe he'll run for governor someday. Something like that has introduced a series of bills, Dan, correct, to end New Jersey's status as a sanctuary state. Yeah, he's straight up calling out uh, Governor Phil Murphy. Uh, he said the, the far left's open border policies continue to drain our already strained resources. He just introduced the, quote, New Jersey comes first legislative package. Uh, that's a new package of bills that's aimed to end New Jersey's sanctuary state policies. Uh, a couple of points here. It says prohibits municipal ordinance to create sanctuary cities. It repeals the Attorney General's 2018 Immigrant Trust Directive. And there's a resolution to urge Congress and the President to enact immigration policies that better serve the national interest. All right, he'll be here at 2.30 to break that down. And, uh, you know, Jersey, in fairness, has not been the hardest hit, though, where this could be really strike at this but what they've done any number of mayors and all they're picking people up at bus stations and when the bus tries to let them off there and they're ferrying them into new york and we have uh, had on uh, dan and was friendly with the guy the executive in atlantic county where phil murphy wanted to put in 
60,000 people at an airport that barely lands planes there. They'd be, you know, dodging the planes, Denny if you Levinson remember. put a stop to that, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So Jersey has not been, I mean, this is the this is the most brilliant political, and I would argue moral thing, I've seen from a politician. They just can't stand it. The Governor Abbott has struck back precisely. Yes, DeSantis, I love the Martha's Vineyard. It punctured the whole deal there of what these clowns are about. But consistently, and he's supposed to send another 30,000, 40,000 this year to New York City. Denver is crying uncle. Uh, Chicago. But uh, Phil Murphy now. So Testa will lay out some of the pressure points on this. People up for election, so-called moderate districts, etc. The breaking news is this, though. Tim Scott, several people are reporting tonight will endorse President Trump. Okay, And, of course, he is somebody that Trump is considering. Nikki Haley, though, in New Hampshire has just said she's not going to be a vice president for anyone. Now, before you get your hopes up, I know people can say, oh, that means then Dan Trump can't pick her and all that. In politics, things don't mean things. You know, when it comes to the VP, we've seen some savage fights. Uh, the Kennedys and LBJ, and they really mocked LBJ. And then when Kennedy was assassinated, he uh, pushed back on Robert Kennedy. So anything is possible. And it's all in the mind of Donald Trump, which is fluid, more so than anybody I've ever seen. Predicting what Trump is going to do is impossible. So he still could go, Haley, but I think it's becoming more diminished. He's buying into some of the downside. If she were a VP, he's calculating, I think, two things. One, will I need that to win at that point in a reasonable way? Two, can I box her in or will she be emboldened to be very difficult and be undermining with the willing creeps in the uh, Republicans in the Senate to do things that uh, will really get in the way. That's what the calculation is. For some reason, and Dan, I really don't get this. I, I don't believe it, but it's being floated out there, Don Trump Jr. and a bunch of others. He is talking about J.D. Vance. Now, J.D. Vance embodies the uh, hillbilly elegy, the intellectual force of the forgotten Trump voters and all that. But Trump has Ohio. If Trump has to worry about Ohio, I don't see it. It's a very underwhelming choice. Yes, he's not someone, he's very smart, but he's not someone who, and in fact, Trump really put him over the top in Ohio, he might have lost. I don't see him, and he's going to say stuff, even though very intellectual, that are very challenging, more so than Trump even. I don't think you want that in a VP, causing a mess out there. He would pick at least Stefanik in a heartbeat as far as her ability to take stuff on. The problem is, I think he thinks, New York, what does she bring me here, etc. So uh, you may have a favorite, more so. <laughs> We're not even looking at the presidential part of this anymore, and I understand, rightfully so, by Tuesday, it could be over. Not that they still won't keep campaigning, but it'll essentially be over. But the VP thing is fluid. That's going to go up to almost the convention. But Nikki Haley's saying, I'm not going to be anybody's VP choice today. And there's all kinds of ways to pivot back from that, you know. Uh, it's impossible. I'd love to see somebody try to put odds 
on who's going to be chosen here. You think it's impossible uh, with Trump. You, you think can't. Vivek's being a little too thirsty right now? Yes. Like he's trying really hard to be that VP. Yeah, yeah, I, I don't see it. He, Trump's thinking, you know, what does this guy really bring me? And I know there are well-meaning people, Dan, they'll say, but look at this, he's a patriot, he endorses MAGA and all that. That's not the calculation. That's great. What you're looking at, what did he look at with Mike Pence? Come on, that's oil and water, Trump and Mike Pence. He looked at Pence, he was sold on by Gingrich and others. He was the bridge to get evangelicals revved up. And Trump was right. They come out in critical states, not just on paper, but to be revved up for him. That was going to help him win. And I think it did. I think it was a smart choice. And also, Pence had executive experience. We know the falling out. But you're looking at somebody who's going to help you win. And you got to win first. At least that's the way that I would look at it. Dan, am I a broken record? It's always about one thing, winning. No, you're right. Now, I'm not going to look at, uh, you know, if I were Jeffrey Lurie, I'm not going to look at some scoundrel, you know, to put him out there. But I could live with a Bill Belichick if he's going to help me win. You know, he's dour. He's not uh, so good with the fans and all. He's going to help me win. Yeah. And you could say, well, this Borowski guy, though, he might help you win. And he's wonderful with the fans. And I think that's the way Trump sees it. Patrols the border during his commercial breaks. Yeah, that's right. I got Pennsylvania covered, Dom Giordano's show, you know that. But over in Jersey, that's a tougher border to cover. And that's where Senator Mike Testa joins us to talk about something he's just introduced. Senator, welcome in, particularly on a day like this. What did you do today? So I released a New Jersey comes first legislative package. And what that would do is it would prohibit cities who have gone rogue from establishing laws that protect illegal immigrants and declaring their cities sanctuary cities. It would repeal the Attorney General's 2018 Immigrant Trust Directive, and it would also include a resolution urging Congress and the President to enact immigration policies that better serve the national interest. Because as we know, our open border policy that we have, particularly at our southern border, is allowing hundreds of thousands of illegal immigrants into our country. We don't know who they are. We don't know whether they're wanted in other jurisdictions. It's also allowing, you know, what seems to be a pretty free flow of fentanyl across our border that is killing hundreds of thousands of individuals in the United States with this scourge of addiction and substance use disorder that we have. So we we need to put a stop to all of that. Oh, exactly. Let's talk the reality of leverage, though, of people up for re-election, or why you think there's an appetite to do this right now, one of the few states, I think, that is an entire state, sanctuary state. Where's the uh, pushback on Murphy? This is perfectly on point. Why now? Well, I think it's because, look, you know, I ran on this in actually in 2019 when I first got elected, you know, when I when I, I called it the Murphy midterms in my first term that I was running for, where I said, Governor Murphy took the same oath as I plan to take when I'm elected, and that's to uphold the United States Constitution, the New Jersey Constitution, and all of the laws therein. And he was so proud when he was running for office in 2017, saying he was going to declare New Jersey a sanctuary state. And and I specifically stated, I think that is a clear violation of the plain and unambiguous language of the oath he took. And, you know, it got pressed back then. And I think it's time now because I, I, I truly believe that the people of New Jersey that I represent, they're saying to me, this has to stop. 
And, and look what we had. We had all of these illegal immigrants who were shipped on their way to New York who took a nice stop off in New Jersey. And, you know, Governor Murphy said, oh, well, we're, you know, we're making sure that they go to New York. Well, that's, that's you know, as yes. it's, I mean, it's, it's absolutely ridiculous to think, number one, that that is going to happen and that those individuals who are in New York and know that New Jersey is, in fact, a sanctuary state aren't going to come here anyway. It's, it's problematic to the nth degree. And it's hurting the law-abiding New Jersey citizen, the taxpayers of the state of New Jersey, and our infrastructure, our schools, our health care systems, our police, you know, our frontline workers. You know, they're struggling in New Jersey to make ends meet. And it appears that New Jersey's attitude towards illegal immigrants, they treat them better than their actual citizens. Yeah, I haven't seen Jersey polling, but you probably have seen, even though I doubt it a little bit, I still think inflation is the number one issue, but illegal immigration in Iowa, of all places, in this last go-round is very, very close, as hot as inflation is, to be on the minds of people there. So in Jersey, and particularly where you are, your district, it's got to be top of mind. It absolutely is. I mean, and, and look, I want to be really clear because, you know, I'm not a xenophobe and I'm not against legal immigration to the United States and to the state of New Jersey. But we cannot have a society where we say we support law and order and our oath to the United States and New Jersey Constitution and have individuals here who we truly don't know their background. We don't know their criminal history in their country of origin. And by the way, Governor Murphy took away the ability for our local law enforcement agencies to look a lot of these individuals up and to comply with ICE. So we don't even know whether these individuals have warrants in other jurisdictions or are really dangerous criminals. It's really scary, and every single citizen, not just in New Jersey, but in the United States of America, needs to wake up and make this an issue that is at the forefront, that they're calling their legislators, they're calling their congressmen, their United States senators, to put some pressure on them to put an end to this nonsense. Now, I'm told that New Jersey has the ninth most fentanyl deaths in the nation. I thought it would be even higher. Has that, you know, people say that on national TV, but you're a guy who has a great sense of your constituents and across New Jersey. Are they voicing that, that with this open border, you know, even those that are progressive or liberal, Senator, have to realize that this is a consequence of what's going on. Absolutely. I mean, they, I've received a, a number of calls, and I work very closely with my county government that is dealing with the spike in substance use disorders and the deaths that result from them. And they realize that something needs to be done about this. And, you know, for individuals who are even relapsing, you know, they're not now taking the same drug that they used to take, and it's far more dangerous with the amount of fentanyl that is mixed into their, you know, former drug of choice. And, and certainly I'm not advocating for people to be using illegal right. drugs, but, you know, it, it's unfortunate those folks who are relapsing or backsliding are now taking something that they didn't take before, and they're, they're dealing with death. This should be a prime issue, too, in the upcoming, both the Democrat primary, I think you might have, uh, if not a supporter, somebody much closer to this than Tammy Murphy probably is running to be the next senator. But certainly on the Republican side, this ought to be an issue since Murphy is term limited. Uh, She is not running for the Senate. 
Absolutely. This, all of these issues should be at the forefront. Governor Murphy's policies, it sounded like a leftist's progressive dream. But remember, when, when those illegal immigrants showed up in Edison, the Democrat mayor of Edison said, not in my backyard. So it's, it's just like you know what Rush Limbaugh used to say about the limousine liberals. It, it's all fine and good, these progressive policies, till it lands in their backyard. So their, their hypocrisy is thick and rich, you know, just like their logic, right? I mean, it, it's, it's so unfortunate how these policies have hurt the average citizen of this country and the state of New Jersey, how it hurts our economy. It strains our law enforcement. They're seeing things that they've never seen before. We're getting burnout in so many places. And quite frankly, our infrastructure simply cannot handle it. Yeah, I, I hope that this is a spur to I wanted to ask you this ballpark. Do you have a sense of how many cities in Jersey, particularly our listening, which is more central down to where you are and more the Jersey Shore? I can think of a bunch of them up north. But are any number of them across South Jersey and the like, are they sanctuary cities? There's been a few that I can think of off the top of my head, but, you know, now I, I believe that most of them are really regretting it because you hear about they're saying there's something needs to be done about this. Hey, mm-hmm. our schools can't handle this massive influx of young people. Hey, our healthcare care systems in particular cannot handle. And by the way, I just had this discussion with a, a senator from South Jersey last night who's really intimately involved in the healthcare system. And he indicated to me that they're seeing diseases that they haven't seen before or haven't seen in a very long time. Gee, I wonder why that's happening when you have an open border policy. Yeah, we, have, we know coming from these various countries, and it's not just Mexico or the Caribbean, there are uneven vaccine policies there. And you're right. That ought to scare people. Now, immediately they'll say to you, though, this is just uh, xenophobia or something like that. No, these are documented cases. I'll speak as a former teacher, too. I know in Jersey schools how difficult it's got to be when you're starting with hundreds, maybe, in a school, or a hundred of kids who don't speak English and bringing them up to speed in addition to everything else. Because you're using logic and common sense, but that's not the playbook that the radical left uses. They use this utopian ideal that leads to a dystopian society and that's quickly where we're headed and you know people don't want to hear this but you if you bring in third world policies to your first world nation you're you you don't bring those folks up to the first world level they bring your society down to their third world mentality a tip of the hat to you too you've been in the forefront of the brewery issue are you satisfied pretty much with murphy dilly dowling and some of them went out of business but coming up with something a little bit better what needs more to be done on the brewery thing I, mean, I think it's too little too late because so many breweries were struggling for so long and you know folks like myself and this was bipartisan and you know senator vin gopal we were shouting this from the rooftops that you know this needed to be done so while i'm fairly happy that we're moving in the right direction i'm upset that it took this long and that we were there in the first place it's unfortunate that you know we're supposed to be able to make people happy with crumbs in the state of New mm-hmm. Jersey, which is it's really despicable. You know, as I always say, I'm chairman of the Manufacturing Caucus in the state of New Jersey, the Legislative Manufacturing Caucus. It's our job not just to let businesses survive in the state of New Jersey, but to allow them to thrive. And, you know, look, this piece of legislation does go a long way to allowing our breweries to thrive in the state of New Jersey. 
But, you know, they were just trickling along for so very long. They deserve more than that. And it's just it's really unfortunate that I even saw over this past summer that the state of Pennsylvania's um, social media pages were mocking the state of New Jersey and inviting Jersey breweries yep. just to move their business <laughs> to to the state of Pennsylvania. I mean, that that should be an alarm bell for all of us that we need parity between our neighboring states and how we treat our local brewers who are in fact manufacturers. And those places, you know, they're not they're not competing with restaurants and taverns. They're local gathering places where people meet to grab, you know, a local beer, you know, all ships rise in the tide. We should be encouraging that type of behavior. And, you know, people bring in, you know, when they have outdoor seating, they bring their pets. It's great. I mean, I, I happen to love our local Jersey breweries, all of them. And, you know, to put restrictions like that on them when they're investing hundreds of thousands of dollars in brewery equipment and, you know, what they went through during the COVID-19 era where there was only takeout beer. By the way, that's not why people go to a local brewery. They may go and sample and then take some home for themselves of their favorite samples. But guess what? You know, they're going there to gather there to, to you know, grab a beer with some friends. Exactly right. Well, I'd love to be inside Mike Testa's mind when some of your colleagues are saying, well, you can only have this channel on TV and only 25 people on a Tuesday, whatever. Oh, man. <laughs> we have to get you a seatbelt during that. Thank you. Thanks, Senator, very much. Thanks for this good news today. Uh, well, thank you so much for having me on. It's a pleasure. Happy New Year to you. Thank you. Happy New Year. Senator Mike Testa. Dan, glad you saw that. That was a uh, real cap to the show. Lightning round next. The time has come for the final test. Uh, we usually call it the lightning round. All right, that's it. Dom Giordano's show, Dom's Money Melody. Hit us with that uh, titled song with weather in it. Drew in Upper Darby. Drew, what's yours? Hey, Dom, thanks a lot, man. It was a great show today. So much to take in, man. Wow. Thank you, Drew. Um, yes, sir. Uh, hey, Dom, this is kind of outside the box because it's not it's not in the title, but this song was written because of an incident <clears throat> that happened circa like 1975 when a, a vessel went down. The song's called The Wreck of the Edmunds Fitzgerald by Gordon Lightfoot, and there's a line in the song that goes, When the gales of November came early... Very nice. Nicely done. As great voice, Drew. Great voice. That was very good here. Dan, that's a contender. Give me a couple of contenders. Here. Uh, I really liked uh, Joan Exton, She's a Rainbow by the Stones. Fantastic song. Oh, yeah, the Who's Love quirky. Rain Over Me. But Rain spelled differently. It's not R-A-I-N. Right. It's R-E-I-G-N, yeah. you know? Right. Yeah. I like Joan Exton, She's a Rainbow. Yeah, I like Joe and Exton, too. Let's go with Joe and Exton today. Put his name into the hat and fire away. Got the music going. Here we go. Uh, Monday, we had, uh, in honor of us all being freezing cold, what's a TV show or movie that makes you feel warm? Chuck in Newtown Square called in with the Wonder Years. Tuesday, in honor of Jason Kelsey's retirement, who's a beloved Philadelphian? Karen in North Carolina called in with Larry Ferrari. Wednesday, <laughs> Wednesday who's something... Or what's something that makes your state better than your neighbor's state? Tom and Rosemont said PA is better than New Jersey because there are no shark tacks in Pennsylvania. Thursday, a word or phrase that should be stricken from the English language. Vinny and Atco said the I-95 corridor. Yes. <laughs> and Friday, you just heard it, a song with weather in the title. Joe and Exton uh, gave us the stone. She's a rainbow. So, Dom, I'll go into that. Let's get the drum roll going. 
Got a four for Thursday, fourth day of the week, Thursday. Vinny and Atco with I-95 Corridor. Congratulations. $50 Captain Chucky's gift card coming your way. We love crabcakes.com. Thank you, Captain Chucky's and all the uh, minions over there. Great stuff. We love crabcakes.com. And uh, I heard that in the news. He was right on point several times with the snow. Hope you like those suggestions from uh, Neil Zorin today of good stuff to watch on TV. We'll have more on Monday once we see this unload. Tip of the hat to Dan to see Mike Testa dropping this today around the sanctuary state. I got to say, Jersey has not been directly hit with the wave from Abbott, but the day-to-day in New Jersey has been incredibly hit. And the nugget of the day, these weasel Republicans in the Senate wanting to further people that come here getting work permits faster. That's what they're up to. Not on board with any of that. Thanks for another great week, Jim. Thank you. Impressions this week uh, galore. Uh, Follow on Twitter and take part in the poll that was put up. Dan, I don't know if you see the result at this point. It was in the high 80s of people saying, if I take it out. 80.7%. Only 80.7? Uh oh. 20 hours left, though. Yeah, get in there and stop these communists who say you don't have a right to your spot. Even some lawyers calling in. 19.3% of respondents say you got to share it, Dom. Oh, my God. They can't be in Philadelphia. They're sitting out there drinking hot chocolate, looking over their driveways. Richie always next for four big hours. Follow on Twitter this weekend at Dom Show 1210. At Dom Show 1210. Talk Radio 1210. WPHD. Dom Giordano. Weekdays, noon till 3. From Talk Radio 1210, WPHD. Today's episode is sponsored by Nerd Wallet Smart Money Podcast. Get your head in the financial game with smart investing and budgeting tips straight from the nerds. Nerd Wallet's experts will set future you up for success with dependable, fact based insights. No financial misinformation allowed. Learn how to save on your summer vacation, find your next credit card, or loan for a big purchase, and invest in your next index fund. Make smarter decisions in 2024. Follow Nerd Wallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love. Hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t